Listener Production. Well, and welcome to Willow Talk, and it's Adam Peacock and Brad Haddon to review Australia's match, if I can call it that in loose terms, up against South Africa at the World Cup, because Hads, it turned into, well, pretty much a disaster. Biggest ever World Cup defeat. South Africa by 134 runs. Your initial reaction, mate? Yeah, I'm in shock. I'm obviously in shock with the result, but I'm in shock with what we put out. Uh, intensity was down in the field. Our fielding was as as bad as I've seen for for some time, especially in a World Cup event when when you're meant to be up for the task. So, yeah, once we get into this, it's, it's going to be a hard review today because, uh, yeah, Australia just didn't come to play. Now, obviously, we're half a world removed from what's going on there, so we're not seeing training sessions in that a lot of them are closed off at a World Cup. But in your experience, Hats, and we are, as mentioned, guessing, in your experience, does what happen at training manifest itself into a performance like that? Or have you been involved in performances like that where you kind of go, well, where the hell did that come from? Yeah, this this one's going to be an interesting one because we're, we're all looking from, from the outside and, and looking at their preparation, seeing if we can find a reason why last night happened. That the intensity just wasn't there. It was you, you judge your your attitude of your team on your fielding. We we dropped six chances. That that's un Australian like that. That's the as bad as we've seen in. Well, I can't even remember um, an Australian team presenting something like that. So they sort of played like it was an end of a long tour, not game two of a, a World Cup. So that that's a disappointing thing for me. Well, yeah, that that's what I was going to ask. Are they? And we looked at the preparation five in South Africa and and three others coming in. And you know, you had to get used to local conditions. But we thought, well, that's going to get them primed. They haven't played a lot of fifty over cricket in recent times. This is really going to sharpen them up. But has it actually gone the other way, perhaps, and and fried them a little? Well, it's looking that way. Pre- preparation, though, for for this is a, a four year planning. Uh, you, you plan for four years for for these exact moments. So you'd hope that they haven't got that wrong. If they have, there'll, there'll be some definitely some questions to answer around their performance staff if if the players are cooked leading into this World Cup. But, yeah, what we presented last night, the, the other thing as well, we'll bowl out in 40 overs. twice or Three times, actually, in, in South Africa, we'll bowl out inside 35 overs. So from a net run rate in a World Cup, that that's an absolute disaster, as well, take the result. Yes, we, we we lost the game, so we get no points. But we can't keep getting bowled out in in forty overs because at the pointy end of this tournament, that net run rate plays a huge part. So the selections we we kind of saw Steinus for Green, but did you in your heart of hearts see Inglis for Kerry? Didn't see it coming. I, I didn't see it coming at all. Um, one game into a World Cup, Alex Carey's been been our keeper now for. For a couple of years uh, in test and, and one day um, cricket. So, yeah, one, one game into a World Cup, it, it looked like it was a bit of a panic to me. I know he's he's been down in form, Alex, but you, you've got to trust those players that they're, they're going to come out of it. Josh Inglis, is a, he's a good player. Um, he, he deserves a crack at some stage, but I, I didn't see the, the accident of Alex Carey coming. Yeah, and did it materially affect change anything? Well, on face value, no. Inglis missed a really tough chance 
um, early in the South Africa innings. And apart from that, he looked pretty clean. Hads, maybe you can tell me something different if if I've seen if you've seen something different. And then he got cleaned up by uh, just a, a snorter from uh, Rabada. So yeah, that was his night. Yeah, Josh Inglis is a, an Australian player in waiting. Um, he, he's done some um, um, good things. He's a massive cricket. He's he's taken a couple of opportunities where he's played pretty well with the bat. But yeah, Alex Carey one was a shock. The, the other thing with the the fielding was the keeper owns that. Our, our jobs that create the intensity in the field were we'll, we'll down yesterday. Um, not just the catches, but bobbles in the field. The, the intensity that we're creating, even our decision-making a, a little bit with a Sean Abbott catch, like th- they practice those things, the Australians. So just our attention to detail wasn't quite there, whether missing their, their keeper affected them in, in the field. It shouldn't have, but, yeah, just it just looked like we were a tired cricket team. And, and at this stage of the tournament, yeah, we, it shouldn't be happening. We, we shouldn't be presenting performances like that so early in the tournament. The conditions. Uh, I'm looking. I'm fishing for excuses here, ads, because that's what we do as yeah. Australians. We look for excuses first, and then the real reason second. But um, the conditions, like that, they're, they're fielding in the the heat of the day, but and it is hot. It is ha- sapping over there. Is that any excuse whatsoever? Not an excuse. No, not an excuse. They're, these these guys are, are fit athletes. It's an attitude thing. It, it's an attitude thing where you, you want to get yourself involved. The first thing in, in the fielding is you've got to expect every ball to come to you, and it doesn't. Um, you've got to put yourself in a position where you can influence the result of the game, um, and that's what we weren't doing. And we pride ourselves on that, Australians. We, we pride ourselves on being a really aggressive fielding nation. Um, it, it's been passed down from generation to generation. I heard Matthew Hayden talking about it on the comms last night. So... Yeah, those little attitude um, markers um, where they should be high just weren't high en- enough for a World Cup event. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you sat next to plenty of ex-teammates who would have been increasingly uncomfortable with sitting like that. I can only think of the, the late, great Andrew Simons and what he would have thought of that fielding performance last night. He would have he would have put a ball through the television. Yeah, he would have turned away, Andrew. He he definitely prided himself on making sure he could influence the game. And, and that's the attitude you've got to have in a World Cup. You've got to find a way to influence the result of the game, whether that's not with um, bat or, or ball you can influence in the field. And, and to miss chances like that, yeah, that it just show, it says to me that, yeah, their attitude was off. Oh, yeah, that that if you're going to do a review, I don't know if they – do they show highlights in a review or lowlights, I should say? Yeah, it would be interesting to see how they review it. What, what the coaching staff have got a, a decision to make there. We've all had these these days playing for Australia. Do, do you do you just go? You know what? That was one of those days that um, everything just went against us. We were outplayed. We couldn't get in the contest. Fifty fifty calls weren't going our way, and and do you keep it away from the players and, and and just move on and and get back to training as quick as you possibly can because you, you are in a World Cup event, so you don't want to spend too much time on the negatives of the game and and all of a sudden get a, a, a dip in performance for, with the next few games. So it'll be interesting to see how the, the Australians uh, review this one. Yeah. I mean, if they are going to show footage, though, Hads, you'd imagine that the 49th over, and it's it's not to pick on individuals, but, I mean, Glenn Maxwell, for instance, never does that, never seen him do that, and he just, he just whiffed at one in the infield. And then Marcus Stoinis just totally screwed up a – something he could have caught in his pants. So it was just over, a capital O for ordinary, all of it. But another thing that stood out for me, Hads, as well, is the fact that Mitchell Stark 
bowled nine, nine overs. overs. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Now I know it's it's not going to change the result, but that just I I, I don't get that thinking. What it is is that attention to detail that we're missing. Mitchell Starks, our, our best bowler at the World Cup, he, he's as good as anyone at the back end of the game. So what it looks like is they just got their numbers wrong um, with their overs, and and they're those little things that you you don't want to see happening, especially in in big events, because the the one over that he doesn't bowl might be costly from somewhere else because he, he's such a a star of the game in in that role. So I think what we're talking about here is, well, yes, our fielding was down, our our, our catching, our, our ground feeling, we lost our presence. It's just that those little 1% attention to details, when you're going well, that just naturally happen. But at, at the moment, every, all that looks forced. Yeah. I, I, I get the fact that Stoinis has to have a chance to, to bowl and maybe Mitch Marsh as well because they are all-rounders. But surely you you, 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 look, you go, okay, the, the deck's turning a bit, so Zampson, Maxwell, you'll have your 10. Yep. Starkey, you're going to have 10. And then... Yep. The, the other 20 we're just going to share, we're, even though Pat and, and Josh are frontline. Is, it, is that how it should be thought of? Yep, you're spot on. That, that, that's exactly what should have happened. It, it looks like there was probably just a, a accounting issue there. He, he got his overs wrong. But as I said, they're, they're the little bits of detail that you, you can't get wrong in these events. Okay, mark that down. Brad Haddon saying to Adam Peacock, yep, you're spot on. 15 minutes into that show, I'm going to save that one. Um, <laughs> with the bad hats, early. Yeah, it is. With the bat, never really got going. And we're going to, I mean, the highlights, are the headlines from an Australian perspective is, uh, okay, two controversial decisions and they'll be looked at by the ICC and, and one in particular from Marcus Stornis where it looks like he's, he's hands off the glove. But really, if you, from a worldly perspective, it is South Africa with bat and ball, way too good for Australia. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It looked like... Uh, I watched South Africa celebrate the wickets, mate. They were up for that contest. That they were, um, they were very boisterous. There was a lot going on in the huddles when they were getting key bats, key Australian batsmen out. But yeah, we, we can talk about two fifty-fifty calls, and, and that happens in sports. So, well, what I want to have a look at is, is we're getting bowled out in forty overs. Um, there's still ten overs there to play. So, to me, they're they're not putting a high enough price on, on their wicket. They got their their game plan probably a, a bit off at the moment. I know they want to go hard in the in the first ten overs, but you, you've got to bat your overs. You, you've got to own those middle overs. We've had a lot of collapses now in, in those middle overs. That the one thing I'm I'm not on board with. I don't like the keeper batting at five. I, I know Josh Inglis is talented with the bat. I, I know he's done well for for WA, but traditionally keepers have owned the. Number seven spot. You've got your batters, your six batters to do the job, uh, and your keeper complements that at number seven. I think it putting too much pressure on them to play those roles in in the middle. Yes, he he's played some good roles. He's come out and got a couple of fifties off off thirty balls, but he's he's not someone to me that's going to blast a hundred. Uh, he's going to control the back end of the game. So I think you need more out of your top six batters. Yeah. Oh. Who makes that call? Like, look, how, how do they come up with that decision? Oh, that would be a decision with the, the coach and, and the captain. The captain, obviously, in my day, he, he was the one who picked the batting order. So, yeah, we've just, we just got to find a way to be better for longer. 
uh, that's as simple as it is, to not bat our overs. And we've done it a couple of times now. We've done it three times in South Africa. So whatever we're doing now, our mindset's not right in those moments. To leave overs out there is just a no-no, especially with how big the uh, the net run rate's going to play, especially now that we're 0-2 uh, in, the, in the tournament. Just the one on Steve Smith's dismissal, he could not believe that the ball tracking did what it did to dismiss him with an LBW that was going to hit the top of the leg stump. Do players trust that? Are there various instances of going, oh, we kind of trust this, but sometimes it looks a bit wrong? I, re- I reckon that decision there, it was South Africa's a 50-50 call. It's Steve Smith knowing how big a wicket he is, and they've just gone, you know what, let's go upstairs and, and maybe – um, we're a slight chance of, of getting this t- overturned into our way. The, the umpire also was, he was as shocked as anyone to to see it out. He, he was sort of, when he overturned it, his, his face looked uh, like he was in a world of shock. But it, take away that it was a 50-50 call and it went against us. The, Steve Smith missed a few of those in, in recent times. There, there was a period of about three or four years where he did not miss a ball on these pads. He, he, he never missed one. You, you, you got suck it in, suck it in, and, and he just worked you through mid-wicket. And of late, he start to, to miss a few more bowls, maybe getting a bit more smarter there, looked at more footage, changed their pace, used the effort ball to to a good effect um, a, a lot more. So, yeah, I'd be looking more at um, him missing them rather than the 50-50 call. And the Stoinis one was basically, well, if only there was a decision like this in the 2005 Ashes. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> that wasn't quite the same as well. That they've gone Casper uh, style. They've gone. Uh, Richard Canterbury has said, the third umpire has said that Stoinis's gloves were touching. So if the gloves are touching, it still means it's part of the bat because the one hand's on the bat and the, the gloves like transferring the the power of the dismissal through the gloves and and down into the bat, but. Oh, I don't know what he's saying. He's he's got a he's got a very high defi- definition television in front of him, Richard Kettlebury, which Manus Labashane said he said they've got better TV, so maybe. But oh, naked eye on our little uh, devices, not yeah, out. He, he must have a different frame because what we seen and and the explanation he gave was, I, I can see both hands still on the bat. Um, it didn't look the case, so maybe they had a frame. Uh, a frame just before that um, that that we weren't uh, privileged enough to see, but yeah, it did look um, one that went against Stoinis there, and it's frustrating for him. Obviously, coming back into the team, playing his home ground there at the IPL, but they're, they're not the reasons we lost the game. I, I know they're they're talking points, and and you want um, you want to get those decisions right in these events, but that they're not the reason we lost the game. No, but we'll talk about them today as if they were, because as as mentioned before, Ads, that's what we do as Australians. We deflect. Uh, we're going to deflect and be back in a sec and have a look at uh, what it means in a wider sense, that heavy defeat for Australia. So, Ads, I've just brought up the table. Uh, it's not happy reading. The Dutch are ahead of us. Look, I said the Dutch were a danger to one big team. Could it be us? We're ninth. Ninth, after everyone's played two matches and we've got a net run rate of minus 1.84, when you consider South Africa on top with a net run rate of plus 2.36, that's a big turnaround. But the key is the fact that the, the top four have four points 
and we've got duck egg. We're being pushed into a corner here, having to win six out of seven. Reminiscent of 99, really. Remember? Yeah, it is. It's a lot like 99 where Australia had to win all games to, to go through. But And this is where we'll find the character of this team. Um, we, we, this is where we'll see where they're, they're really at because they're, they're talented enough to, to turn it around. Uh, a World Cup event, if you, if you do get on a roll, all of a sudden you, you'll have a – well, you're hoping the Dutch cause an upset somewhere. Maybe we have to rely on on that. But they're, they're in a corner now. They're, they've been challenged. Um, and, and now the, the big question is how they respond. Uh, it's been a disappointing two games. This South African game is, is one we just want to uh, ride off and get over as quick as we possibly can. But – the, the real key now is the character we show to, to get out of this. Uh, we're still in the campaign. We've still got seven games left. So it's up to us now to, to show that Australian spirit and, and find a way to get some rhythm back in our game. Pat Cummins quoted, it's just one game out of nine. No need to dwell over that. Well, it's two out of nine now, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, he's, he's not getting too stressed, as is Pat's way. Uh, Marnus on the loss, hard to put a finger on it. We're one of the best fielding sides in the world. We pride ourselves on that. So it sounds like they'll be disgusted with their own actions. Uh, and we have to bounce back and get this train rolling. At the moment, this train, um, this is not what Marnus said. This I'm just adding this. This train is not quite one of those that you see in the subcontinent with, uh, it seems, seemingly half the world's population on it. There's not many people on this bandwagon for Australia at the moment. So, uh, yeah, a few things need to twist. Yeah, a few things do, and just listen to a couple of those comments there, and, and especially Mark, it was un-Australian-like. It, it was un-Australian, like the attitude we, we showed in the field, but it, we, we've got to oh, – I know we don't want to push over it, and, and especially as, as broadcast, we, we were going to talk about it, we want to pick the pieces of it, but they're going to have to move on from this really quick. Um, they're going to have to find a way to, to get some rhythm back in their game. We, we were outplayed by, by a really hungry South African team that – come off good form in the first game. They, they continue that um, in this one. And, and we're going to have to f- find a way to get back into this tournament. Uh, the senior players are going to have to come together and and a lot of it's going to co- have to come off the back of them. And they, they need to take onus for, for what's going on. And, and we've got some players that can. We, we've got guys, if you push them into a corner, like David Warner is a good example. You, you push a guy like David Warner in, in the corner, he, he's not going to crumble. He's, he's going to come out fighting. He's going to be a response. I expect the same from Mitch Marsh, uh, the fast bowling group also. That they'll be uh, disappointed that they didn't get um, early inroads into that South African team. So they'll have a quick look at all that. But once they're in a corner, this is this is where you see the character. This is where we see how, how they respond. Um, and, and we've just got to get into that third game. I think it's against Sri Lanka real quick. Yeah, Sri Lanka on Monday. Uh, and that is shaping as a rather key contest given Sri Lanka's start as well. Um, so the stats, producer Sam, hard at work with these stats. 134 is the biggest loss in terms of runs by Australia at a World Cup. Previous record was by 118 in India, uh, sorry, by India in England in 1983. Now lost four World Cup matches in a row for the first time. Last group match against South Africa 2019, semi against England. Now these two, Quinton de Kock, Second pro tiers player to hit consecutive World Cup centuries. He batted beautifully. The other, he's in good company, the great AB, AB de Villiers. And only 13 centuries scored against Australia at Men's World Cups. 13 different players as well. I'll give you a million dollars, Brad Haddon, if you can tell me who has the highest score against Australia at a Men's World Cup. The highest score against Australia at a Men's World Cup. Can you give me a team? No. 
dollars. That means I'm up for a million. Or no, it doesn't mean I'm up for a million, but it'll it'll go into your head pretty quickly. But it's not one of the bigger nations, put it that way. Did John Davison get a real big hundred against Australia? No. Playing for Canada? No, who is it? Neil Johnson with 132, not at Lords in 1999. Left-hander. There you good go. Player. Very good there player. Very good player. Had a good go. team there in 1999. Um, have a great weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday morning with the review of hopefully what is a better thing to chat about than this Australia match against uh, Sri Lanka. And um, I will say, enjoy your weekend, mate. I, I understand you're becoming an Uber driver for the weekend. Yep, I'm uh, wife's away playing touch, so uh, I'm uh, yeah Uber Eats or uh, Uber Drive. <laughs> so, Just Uber Drive. <laughs> or I get Uber Drive and Takeaway King <laughs> yeah. mate, coming uh, in. Mate, as you know, um, at this age, all, all we are is a banker and Uber driver. Yes, exactly. Can't wait for it on the weekend, Hads. We'll catch you on uh, Tuesday morning, mate. Thanks for that. Let's bring Sri Lanka on. Yes, that was Willow Talk. Hopefully better things to talk about next week. Enjoy your weekend.